Welcome, everybody, to the Pink Smoke Podcast. I am your host, Chris Funderberg. I'm here along with my co-host, John Cribs. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And we are excited, and we are here with the great Marcus Penn of Penland Empire, longtime Pink Smoke contributor, because these two guys, Marcus and John, are headed to the Toronto Film Festival this year. We are going to do our annual TIFF preview. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm doing better. Uh, oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I just launched yeah. into like dumb intro speak. Hey, how you good. doing? I are almost you... died. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I almost to come had to go you. on dialysis. But I'm good now. <laughs> and you were actually living my nightmare with the nonstop hiccups. Like when I first yeah. went to see you and you were literally every two seconds like body shaking yeah, hiccups. Yeah, I had hiccups on and off for about a week. And then they went away uh, Tuesday. So not, not it hasn't even been a week that I've Jesus. been talking like this. Yeah, it's, it's worse than that. It was worse than yeah, that. It, it was, was more like was. I was fucking like yeah. But then what's also it, weird is my body got used to it, and my fiance was saying while I, while I was asleep, I was like asleep, but like my body was like moving and hiccuping in my sleep. My body oh my at God. some point it was just like no. This we is have to anytime sleep. there's a news report that's like. 14-year-old girl has been hiccuping for three years. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, that is my literal no, nightmare. I like, yeah. I wouldn't be able yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. And then you got to live it. So yeah. how's that feel? Better or worse than it not happening? Oh, it, it's, it's much better that it's not happening because I was ready to off myself. Now, I'm kidding, the, I'm kidding. I know the prognosis was E. coli, right, in chicken. Are, I you, had... sure, are you sure it wasn't poison? What, what were you saying? Oh, we're glad you're doing better, man. Thank you. No, no, I am. I'm, we I'm want like you to hundred percent for our trip up north. Yeah, by then I will be. I'm about 85 percent. Uh, I'm gonna be using the hell out of Ubers uh, while I'm up there. I I, I know that much because we're staying at my OG. The first two years I started going up to TIFF air quote with you guys. I, I did my you know I did Why my is own that an air quote? Huh. Because, like, with you meant, like, I wasn't staying with you guys. I went my own way. But we all did, obviously. But we met up. Hung out every single day. Oh, and you didn't have an industry pass, right? You just got, like, individual tickets? No. No, no. I always had the industry pass. Okay. You did something for me that still, to this day, has... It's the same. No, it was always a pressing industry uh-huh. pass. Yeah. I, I hope they don't the catch me. Up. Yeah, I hope they never... You're uh, in the industry now. You yeah. run that it's been video store supply chain. Yeah. But I'm glad that we've been going long enough that now we have like a nostalgia, nostalgia kind of place routines, for, you know, places to go. Yeah, well, I'm not went, going. What, Wait, I'm not going. Yeah, that's and my nice, son yeah. uh-huh. is the most upset. My son over and over has been like, "I can't believe you're not going, Dad. It's tradition." Yeah. Because literally his entire life, I've been going up there with you guys, oh. and so after 14 yeah, wow, before years, he was born. Jesus, yeah, I'm taking a born. taking a break. But so let's dive in and talk about the movies. We're going to divide this up into a. Uh, to uh, three categories yeah. uh, for this, where each of you have picked three movies in three of the categories, which are the three are the the ones that the top category, the ones that John you labeled dependables. But I think that's a very strange. When I looked at your list of the films you're picking, I think these are the ones you're most hyped for. Well, I guess I meant dependables more the filmmaker themselves, someone. Who, but yeah, you, you, you pick- love their work. You feel like they can't go wrong. They can go wrong. Yeah, you pick two filmmakers who have gone, whose, like, charm is that they go wrong in some way. Is (laughs) that, like, you literally picked a filmmaker who's most famous for his film being a disaster (laughs) for one of them, and one who is, at any rate, we'll get into the films. So, how are you labeling it, then? 
I, it's just the ones you're the most hyped for. Most hyped. It's the most excited. Top three excited for. That's kind of that's kind of how I that's kind of how I, I I took it. And then the because the solid yeah. bets are solid. Second category. That like that's kind of how I took it. But I still know I get what you were getting at. It's so. the high ceiling players that yeah. you're going with here that could also crash spectacularly. Mm-hmm. The first category. It's the, it's the Joel and beads. Can we call it the, the don't miss? Category? The Joel and beads, the and then the miss. second category mm-hmm. down below. That's the Danny Green category. They're always going to be solid. And then the third one is the wild cards. The completely nutty... Nutty. What a dumb way of phrasing it. The ones that you just don't know what they're going to be. Which I'm kind of... Ex- I'm, I'm excited about. Like, outside of the ones that I'm going to list, there's like there's like a nice handful more that's just like, oh, this is... These, I don't know. There's something about these that's kind of like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Wild cards is always my favorite group. And then the final group, you're each picking one film that you're going to avoid, yes. like Molly. Yes. As though it were Molly with Elizabeth Shue. Okay. Not Molly the Drug, which oh, I, I both you guys both. know love as much as eating ass. <laughs> and it's uh, the wild cards, especially this year, like feel significant because I don't know if you've got this feeling looking over the schedule this year, Marcus, but like... Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot smaller to me in a weird way. It could be that like 14 of the 21 films that were in main competition at Cannes are going to be at Toronto. That's like a really high number for them. It seems like it's films that have kind of been around the block already, that have been sort of tested, people have written about already. It's that or movies that like are going to be out like next week once the... Festival and a bunch like, of going like, to be streaming immediately. Afterwards. Like the Mister Rogers movie, even like Joker. That that's like such a big. Everyone's. I'm not. But there's always huge, one of know, two of yeah. those movies each year. It that seems are like, like there's the more though movies. this year because like Ford versus Ferrari. Um, there like like there there's a few more like really big ones. Oh, uh, Ryan Johnson's Clue movie. Like all that oh, stuff yeah, is yeah. all like which even has of, lines you know, from Clue in the trailer. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know Clue that well. Much, it has so like the rhythm. The like yes. There's like the. No, he did or no, he didn't. Whatever the Joe, the Ryan Johnson version of it is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Looks very clueish, but lacking in Madeline Kahn. And yeah. you can't make up for that. But so for that reason, I think like wild picks, you know, things that you're not sure about that you think you've never, that you may have never heard of or might never see again seem even more like important. And, and with wild cards too, uh, the last couple of years, I've always kind of doubled up on like, they always end up being Canadian movies. Like a good chunk of the wild card you do, movies. You, do you like haven't the learned your lesson yet. <laughs> I ended up liking some of them, like from Monsieur Lazar. I I, oh, I yeah. remember. I realized I hadn't watched that movie. Um, I I watched it again, and it was just like, oh no, I really do like like I like this. That movie. movie's genuinely good. That's yeah. that was a recommendation from from you. Yeah. For what's worth, that you sounded discovered... like I would not have liked it. Yeah. For what's worth, you discover Xavier Dolan's films really early because of the festival. Yeah, too. just kind of over, kind of oh, over. Kind of I'm over not, the, I'm not, I'm not the. But you were enthusiastic about him for a while, like for the first. No, no, that's what I was about to say. I was, yeah. but I kind of woke up. I finally. Uh, so you might friend, say friend it, of the it's show, your it, uh, fault that he's popular. Kinda, I was giving him a lot. Like I, I had a long talk with a friend of the show, friend of us, and Tume Gant. Yeah. About him, and I was just like, yeah, well, I've, I, he's had like a million billion chances, and it just came down to it. I only like one movie of his, and that's Heartbeats. It's, and it's yeah. just a non-threatening... It's totally aware that it's like this hipster movie. It doesn't try to be anything more. He should have just stayed and in it, that kind of small lane. And now, and then now yeah. every movie now he tries to tackle all these like bigger subjects. And it's just really corny and cheesy and just not pulled off well. So. I didn't even realize he had directed Heartbeeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Wong Kar Wai homage. Heartbeeps. It's the best of all the 
Want to go right on my So let's get into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marcus, what are, do you want to do a general, like, uh, you know? No, let's start with three. Uh, the festival. I feel like people know what this festival is. The Toronto Film Festival, oh, right. every year, it's hundreds of films. To me, it's the festival that basically is every movie that's going to be important uh, artistically or in the art house that may or may not breakthrough is going to be there that they're really it's not a discovery festival where they're trying to bring films that haven't been seen before and this is the first time you ever hear of them and they get breakthrough in some way like sundance or south by southwest will this is a festival that's really trying to lay out all of the important movies uh artistically speaking for the next year and it does that to varying varying degrees and with varying degrees of success it's not trying to show you know the blockbusters obviously and it doesn't have a much of a a uh pulse as far as genre filmmaking a lot of the time it's really more you know middle brow to high brow is what it's specialty yeah. is and yeah, foreign yeah. language film yeah. mm-hmm. and there's, it's also should go you know it, it should be said that some movies who knows when you'll ever see them again like that's always a big thing like that that always you know, I have a couple of bigger movies here, but there are between like The Empty Box or The Untamed. There's these like American Dharma. Movies, American Dharma. Oh, Jesus. There's these movies yeah. where it's like, who knows when this will come out? And then yeah. two years later, like Artificial Eye or somebody like puts it out on DVD and hardly promotes it. And it's just like, oh, this is on DVD? Yeah. It's, um... No, Empty Box is a great example of that. Empty Box is a great example. Even And, and, and you know, I have to say, I got to separate because at least. More people know about The Untamed, because even from afar, The Untamed's like, oh, it's messed up. It's got these crazy tentacle yeah. monsters and sexy stuff, whereas, like, The Empty Box is like, I don't, any, anybody outside this room, I don't know anybody who has even seen or heard of this movie, and it's so great. And they so, need to. It's the yeah. announcement of a genuinely great filmmaking time. Yeah, yeah. So what's oh. your number one, John? Did you want to add anything? The silent partner, John Cribbs. <laughs> You're going up to Toronto. You're going to be near that mall. Or are you just the silent partner today? <laughs> no, I'm very excited. Very excited to go as always. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think the first, my first pick is a surprise to anyone. Even if like, let's say I've been on social media or you don't read Pinland Empire. Even by association, you would probably know me through the pink smoke. So you know that I'm a big Terrence Malick guy. So obviously a hidden life is my number one. I'm super excited to see it. Uh, I watched when when I finally had the energy. I watched the trailer in the hospital like a bunch of times, like over and over and over again. I was worried just from the look of the, from the trailer alone. I was worried because this he's not working with uh, Emmanuel Lubezki, but it still has that look that I like. And it's just anything by Malik. Uh, I'm I'm in. So yeah, yeah. It's safe. It's not a surprise. Much to, I, yeah, much to say. I and it's <laughs> and it's going to be. I think the first film showing on opening day too. For it's the, the it's, industry. It's the first movie. I'll be the first movie I'll be mm-hmm. seeing too. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get in Wednesday. Wasn't I'm going to relax, and then Thursday it's going to be the. That's at least how on it was my for schedule. Two the Wonder with you, wasn't it? Wasn't that the first one you saw? Hell at no. Festival? no, 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 absolutely not. No, that was yeah. I saw it with you guys. I saw it mm-hmm. you guys on I each that side. Was the first day. No, that was later. That was like middle mid late festival. Yeah, definitely. I have to say, I, I I look upon the screening of To the Wonder with a lot of sentiment. Yeah, and affection. <laughs> so do I, of course. Of, of course. I couldn't, that en- was one of the I couldn't enjoy it as soon as it was over because I was stuck with <laughs> you guys making what, fun of it. Us pirouetting around? Yes. Running away from the camera? Yeah. Pretending to be pursued by Beneflex masculine hands yes. that we just slip out of just barely yeah. and twirl once more into a wheat field? 
Yeah. So I always like to like you know ruin your enjoyment of a Terrence Malick film if I get a chance. But this year I think it's it's up against Deerskin, so I don't know if I can see it or not. And I'm bummed. Wait, wait. Uh, I'm really bummed that Deerskin was a movie. Yeah, yeah. That that that's 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 one of my three big conflicts that really is annoying me. But uh, Deerskin is the new film by Quentin Depew, aka Mister. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I've been a fan of his music since like high school, so it's weird when people call him. But he's he'll always be Mr. Oizo to me. Um, yeah, it? it's it's so like, I am. I, I do want to see this. I'll see it someday. But oh, oh well. Yeah. Oh, I also want to just say I was making fun of of To the Wonder just then. A Hidden Life looks great. This yeah, no, looks legitimately great. This is the first Terrence. I'm not a fucking diehard Terrence Malick by any stretch of the imagination. I'm one of those people you know, that are completely played out at this point that make fun of late period Malik. And I'm excited for this one. And yeah. I think that a lot of people are reasonably excited for it, you sure. know, to, to sure. get back on. No, no reckon. I mean, to us from like Bruno Gans to, you know, a, a few other people, but there's no like big, big names that, you know, like other act, like there's no Brad Pitt yeah. or Sean Penn or something, you know Night what I mean? Cups. So this will be, or yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of people in Night of Cups actually. And I don't know anything about it. From half the cast of the state to Antonio Banderas. But, I haven't um, watched uh, watched any previews oh, or anything, so yeah. I'm totally blind on that one. So mm-hmm. This is the first one song to song, though, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Not a large stretch for him, but... No, no, yeah. He's been... No, man. He's been pretty... From since... Maybe not to the... Cause, uh, yeah, I guess since, like, Voyage of Time to now, he's been at, like, a movie... No, Knight of Cups to now. It's almost like a movie a year, which is kind of unheard of. You know, for mm. him. So well, but hearing an uh, Malik endorsement from Thunderbird, maybe I might have to check it out. Hey, after man. All. Yeah. No, it looks great. It looks like Thin Red Line, Days of Heaven vibe, oh, wow. very, very much. Yeah, but sleek and looking. Might have to reconsider you know, then. In yeah. a way that's easy to get excited yeah. for it. Yeah. I sort of yeah. What's your next film, Thin? Uh, Wait, the, oh, you haven't what? done your first one. Oh, you're doing all in a row. Oh, you're doing all in a row. I'm um, sorry. I guess. Uh, oh, the, so so number two is the lighthouse. Um, <clears throat> I do want. I want to clear it up, like, because I a lot of times, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook, or with some some, some of my friends, I do like the witch, but I don't like it as much as I think people think I like it. I get tagged in a lot of witch posts, and really? I don't know what I did. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a pretty decent review about it when it first came out, and I know I. Tweet, but I don't like the movie's not amazing to me, but I enjoy it. Not a, but, ke- not a Kessler but, level of excitement. No, exactly. Yeah. No, me and him get like tagged together, and it's like, hey, Martin likes this movie more than me. I don't dislike it, but just relax. When mm-hmm. what they need to be tagging you in are the Predator 2 images, which you like at least as much no. as Martin. No, same. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe Predators. I, I watched that movie. Which is better, Predator 2 or The, the Witch? Oh. It's Predator 2. Give me a break. How can you even be uh, thinking about no, this? No, I have to think about it. I have to think about it. You think about it in, at the end of the episode. We'll yeah, I'll, I'll come in. I can't answer that. Although, the most recent Predators, we have this new cable stuff in our apartment. I accidentally purchased it. So, <laughs> I've been watching the movie. The, the Shane Black one? Yeah. It's enjoyable. I saw no, that No, it is. Too. It is. But I thought I, I hit the too. rent for four ninety nine, <laughs> and I bought for fourteen ninety nine. So I just have it now. So I've been, I, whenever I'm bored, I watch it a lot. Um, that was one of the rare genre movies that was there last year, actually. Yeah. That we saw in Toronto. Um, but no, yeah. The oh, Lighthouse. Eggers, yeah. I think... Um, Not Dave Eggers, but rather... Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. I was kidding. There's, yeah. there, there's some, sometimes, and I'm sure you, um, you guys can relate, sometimes you get a feeling from like a trailer. It's like, oh, I think this is going to be good. And sometimes you're wrong. But where we're at right now, I, I've watched the trailer a bunch of times. The cast is only three people 
Yeah. Which also, you know, kind of fascinates me. Um, I like Robin Pat- Robert Pattinson's work recently. And, you know, Willem Dafoe, he's pretty clutch most of the time. And I think when does he not? Together. When do you not like Willem Dafoe? He was what was that? He's he's got a handful. What was that movie? It was like uh, this play on like American Idol. It was this weird. It was like him, Dennis Quaid, Mandy Moore. Oh yeah, Chris um, Klein. what is that called? And it's by the guys who did uh, like about a boy and shit. Yeah. Those twin brother filmmakers. And then he's in American that, Superstar, something, something like, like that. that. And then there's that other movie. It was one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movies. It was uh, the espionage spy movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman, Rachel McAdams. Um, damn, I wrote it when I used to write for this other site. I wrote about it, but I would not like, thought Chris Klein would have come up on this episode. Yeah, right. But so every, he had every once in a while. I feel like this looks like, like it's, he's you know, always great. Like I always like him. Sure, him sure, being in sure. movie never means sure much. You know, yeah. some people just put him in one scene. I mean, he's in. Aquaman, for Christ's sake. I mean, he just kind yeah, of pops right. up. Oh, yeah, yeah, And so you always appreciate him while he's on screen, but yeah, it's sure. like, that doesn't mean the movie's going to be good. That said, you know, The Lighthouse really seemed to blow up film Twitter when the trailer dropped. People are really excited for this one. Yeah, I don't know. It looks good. Did it you does. watch the trailer? I can't remember. I but don't, I, I, like I don't the know. Witch, and I'm excited for The Lighthouse. I don't know if it's so. I mean, people are excited for The Lighthouse, but I do think, because it has that A24 stamp on it. So, like, hmm. everyone under the age of 30 just automatically. Every cinephile under the age of thirty, just it's going to be a masterpiece. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. So yeah, it's another one I know nothing about. So I'm what's uh, what's A twenty four? They just put out masterpiece after master. Masterpiece. So they're like a distribution company. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's interesting. I'll look into them. Yeah. <laughs> Lighthouse. Um, and then my it looks uh, a little bit like Doctor Who serial, uh, the horror Fang Rock. So if it's anything like that. I'm excited. <laughs> What's the third one, Marcus? What's um, I, am I the moderator here or what? Oh, man? sorry, sorry. You move have along. you're not talking about the movies. You're just trying to move it along here. <laughs> John, what are your thoughts on the lighthouse? Are you excited to see it or not? Well, oh, again, I just I know very little about it other than it's by this guy Eggers, and uh, I will say Pattinson's made some great decisions lately, and I have enjoyed his work. So uh, as, yeah. far, as far as that goes, I'm definitely in. And it's called the the lighthouse, John. Yeah. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Two but it's not related to the the Keanu Reeves uh, science fiction love movie at all, is it? What, The Wake House? <laughs> it's a sequel to The Wake House, which was in itself a sequel to Speed. So what's your third one, Marcus Penn? Uh, Parasite. And I gotta be honest, I don't know much about it, even sequel after watching Parasites. the trailer. Um, I guess I'm just caught up on the hype. It's supposed to be this great, amazing movie. Do you like his um, other movies? Um, uh, I like some of his movies. I don't like them all. I'll, I'll, what ones I'll don't you like? What, uh, I mean, Snowpiercer's not great. I'm glad he's going back home one, because I didn't right like his two English language films. Yeah, Snowpiercer oh, and yeah. what else? And, and then the one with Ocha. the... Yeah, Ocha. Yeah, Ocha. Oh, the one I almost said, the one that Jake Gyllenhaal ruins. <laughs> but there's a lot so of people bad. who ruin that No, I was going to say, don't put it all on him. Just, yeah. He's... I don't know what he doesn't. It's like I want to try out this character. I want to try out this voice. I want to try out an accent for this. And the directors never say no to him. Well, what can you do to stop him? (laughs) Somebody comes up that ludicrous of an outfit and a voice and a performance. Like, as a director, you can't be start over from scratch, Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) No, you stop him from day one. Like, what the? What is this shit? Go back and Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't think you get to talk to that way. I guess if you're if you're uh, if you're him, I don't think he's the motherfucking bubble boy. That's true. That's true. Um, but again, I, I don't but know. But Memories much about of Murder it. and Mother are both phenomenal. Yes, yeah. Oh, especially Mother. They, they are, and it's weird because, you know, he did the host as well. 
So the fact that it's called Parasite I like the host. I like the makes host. it sound like another sort of like horror movie or like sort yeah. of like a, a monster movie kind of thing. Yeah. To the point that I almost thought like this sounds like an old thing he has already made. Yeah. Uh, but then when I actually read what it was about, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Sure. And his uh, references are like the housemaid and the ceremony and a lot awesome. of great. Uh, films oh, where it's like the really? servants revolting sort of thing. Yeah, oh, well, so, the ceremony that's one of the greatest yeah, movies Yeah, so I ever think made, he, that's so. his, yeah, that's what he's influenced by that this film could be really, really good. Okay. It's well, going to be like yeah. a sort of a domestic thriller. Nice. Well, damn, you seem to know a little which bit more about it than me. Like, and, I, yeah. which is, and I think this is rare for me. I'm one of those guys like, I'll search out spoilers, I'll watch a trailer a bunch of times, I'll read reviews, but this is, for some reason, this is one movie it's like, I like to go in relatively blind. and Yeah, know, that's all I which, know Which about. is something kind of new for me, for the most part. So. Yeah, it seems, it's, it's funny, this is one of the films I'm talking about when I say, you know, a lot of the films seem like they've already kind of been met with a reception, because I'm assuming it's from Korea, it's probably been downloaded by a lot of people, there have been a lot of reviews of it already. Right. Um, so... It's going. To, I'm going to be. I feel like we're coming late to it a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm still excited about it. Yeah. Well, that's he, my soft. And, and he is great. Even, uh, even his movies that are even yeah, his yeah, movies that are not as good are really well made movies. I mean, Snowpiercer is still something. I mean, it's not nothing. You know, no, you're right. It wasn't yeah, a favorite, right. but it's definitely interesting. You know? You're right. That 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 was one of those movies. I think it was not so much the movie. I just think one. Of, just another example of people. The hype around it needed to relax a little bit, in my opinion, just saying. Yeah, that it would have been better off if people weren't declaring it phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's always But this is, this is what I mean, is like this group calling it the Dependables. It's like a filmmaker making his second film with The Witch, and then a guy who's anything but dependable. It's weird yeah. to categorize those. T- and then Terrence Malick, who I think a lot of people would not uh, categorize as being consistent throughout his career. Well, sure. some people would. Like this guy, yeah, right? This guy, right sitting I'm next to you. I'm just saying. Listen, I was just trying to workshop my new uh, ragtag squad behind enemy lines movie, The Dependables. That's why I named it that, all right? We can forget about Dependable. Excited. The movies we're excited for. Excitables. Excitables. The excitables. <laughs> Um, That's my, what we're renaming the podcast, Marcus. How do you okay. like it? The Excitables. Because, I want to be the Mickey Rourke guy. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I don't. He was barely in the first one. No, I don't want to. What you want to be <laughs> is the James Coburn guy who loves knives and shit. That's the best one. <laughs> uh, but he dies at the end. Um, <laughs> speaking of All the heroes die at the end of Who that? is more dependable than Richard Stanley, who has... Uh, not made a film since 1990. Yes, John, this is your list. This is my list we're going into now. Yeah. yeah. But who, with that sort of Terrence Malick esque, you know, absence from the big screen, would not be excited for color Who's out of space? more dependable than the guy who was famously fired from Island of Dr. Moreau, one of the most disastrous productions of all time, mm-hmm. and hasn't worked for years? Who could be more dependable than that, John? Well, uh, the man responsible for Dust Devil and uh, Hardware. Those so, are great. There we go. Those are great. Yeah. And this is the <laughs> Unfortunately, movie... Unfortunately, most people... I don't think a lot of people out there share the same. <laughs> well, they're wrong. It's funny. I saw... I'm not going to Toronto this year because I was burned out and I just... I'm a little busy and I felt like I don't want to do it this year. And as soon as I saw a still from Color Out of Space and saw that was Richard Stanley's first new movie in forever, it was like, oh, well, I'm a fucking idiot i should have gone just for this yeah yeah it's great because uh i interviewed stanley several years ago i think it's way back in 2012 something like that and at that oh. time he'd written the script and it was going to be um uh, vincenzo natale was going to direct it oh really uh, yeah so that they were hoping that was going to happen i guess it didn't 
but so to hear that he actually is going to be the one helming it, actually behind the, the camera with Nicolas Cage in front of it, is um, that's pretty exciting. And it's and it's based on the Lovecraft, right? Based on the Lovecraft. Yeah. Now, can I story. can I ask one? Because it's been this is a movie that it's not on my list, but it's I'm seeing it though. Do you think that at any of this is kind of playing off of like the weird sci-fi Mandy mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage oh, yeah. wave? I think that's of course that's how it got made. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I I, I haven't really seen anyone say that, so it's like I thought maybe I was crazy. Uh, The thing is, too, with Stanley, you know, well, for one thing, obviously, absent for a long time, you know, you kind of get this reputation where you know it's sort of a legendary sort of reputation, kind of builds up a little bit over the years. Um, But on top of that, I think that people uh, like Cosmatos, you know, are clearly big fans of his. You know, they they obviously. Love Hardware and um, Dust Devil, and I wouldn't be surprised yes. to hear that people like that are backing him on this. He's kind of thing. he's yeah he's secretly an incredibly influential director. That I think that if you oh, ask absolutely. a lot of people yeah. of that genera of like the Cosmatos generation, Riffin, uh, yeah, that that Dust Devil and Hardware, Hardware in particular, mm-hmm. has so much of its imprint all over low budget genre cinema that it's just. You know, he's a really, really important filmmaker. Yeah. It's great, too, because I know he's a huge uh, Lovecraft scholar, too, on top of everything else. So I feel he'll do something really interesting with this material. It's a very famous story about, you know, this uh, home invasion that happens. So I don't, I don't know. I think there's it's a good fit. And yeah. even though I'm not the biggest Mandy fan in the world, I think it's a good, you know, I, I, I approve of the kind of thing that's happening now where people are interested in the weirder, artier fantasy horror films. Yeah, I agree. And the legacy, you know, the H.P. Lovecraft genre, a lot of interesting filmmakers have, have gone to Lovecraft and the legacy of, of Lovecraft on films is pretty darn solid. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I truthfully like most of the movies more than the stories uh, you know, so mm-hmm. I'd much rather see this movie than read that story. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next one is uh, uh, Mar Jane Setrapi's first English language film. Fully English language. Since the voices. Oh, since the voices. You're right. Dang. You want to start over that. that? Yeah, start over. Click. I'm thinking of. I'm moving on to Coriana already. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Next film is by uh, uh, Mar Jane Setrapi, who is fantastic yes um she's phenomenal obviously persepolis is great and we saw uh chicken, chicken with plums at the festival which was a huge favorite of both of ours yeah i love that movie. she's terrific and she um, also did a movie in the interim called the voices the with voices. ryan reynolds which is a really admirable mess and total failure it's an admirable failure yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that it's it's I love it so much, but it is not good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's the perfect. <laughs> I would say the exact same thing, um, because you get you get enough interesting things from her that even though it's like a flawed script, it's kind of cliched in its cleverness, and you know it doesn't really go anywhere. She brings interesting stuff to it, and that's why yeah, it's a watchable film. And she's great with actors too. Mm-hmm. She's she's a and. An interesting actor's director. Which was good for this because I'm not excited about the cast. Uh, Rosman Pike is someone I always find so cold in films. And Sam Riley. What's I the basic plot hate, of this? Hate, hate. It's a Marie Curie uh, Oh, okay. That's really all I know about it. But uh, Sam Riley has ruined two films we saw at Toronto. Yeah, Brighton right. Rock and Byzantium. Yeah, he's, he's the worst. I hate that guy. Yeah, he stinks. Wait, you don't think he also ruined, uh, what's it called? What? Um, the shootout movie? 
Ben Wheatley's Reservoir Dogs movie? Uh, I didn't I, see it. Yeah, I never Oh, I saw, I saw that. You so I'm sure he ruined it, too. me to watch that fucking movie. Strangely <laughs> enough, uh, Army Hammer is delightful in that movie. He's the one like, oh, you were the only reason I stayed to the end of this movie. Everybody else kind of, eh. Oh, okay, well. Army no. Hammer seems like a delightful guy. Mm-hmm. I approve. For the most part. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, though, is also in this, so... It could be interesting to see how yeah, it goes. Yeah, but what's the last... Has anybody ever made... Well, the answer is obviously yes. I immediately thought of 20 films that were like great, truly great biopics, like Mishima or whatever. Um, but it's biopic is a, is a genre that like... It's rough. It's hard yeah. to get excited I was just thinking how bad they were because I just watched The Coal Miner's Daughter for the first time and thinking like, it's so hard to make a good biopic. Yeah. If you're not, you know, Michael Mann or somebody, you know. Or if you just... just zero in on like a couple of moments well I guess that's what makes Mishima so good make like don't try to do life to death unless you have unless it's a miniseries or you can or you want like four to six hours like take like one important moment and focus on it because like full mm-hmm. biopic it's just too much you can't it's it's yeah there yeah. are exceptions because there's exceptions but like, like just that week like when like the songwriter gets the idea in his head and he's like got it eat it instead of beat it <laughs> right like just that week and like bang there's your weird owl movie yeah I mean, fortunately this is not a music biopic at least so here's that um <laughs> yeah. and the only uh screen incarnation of marie curie i've ever seen is young einstein so i'm gonna guess it'll be better than that and curie is an interesting subject and i think she could do yes. some really interesting cool stuff with it i don't know if this is going to be a rosman pike you know award uh bid or what you know or, or how much robbie be... actually yeah. got to make her own movie yeah. So I'm curious to find out, but I would never miss a movie by her. I think she's great. Yeah, she's she's unmissable if you ask me. And what is your third and final excitables? Uh, so yeah, so this really ditches the dependable thing because uh, Corieta, who you know obviously had the best film of the fest last year, I think we yeah, all agree. Yeah, Choplifter, a movie called Choplifters, one of the best movies of the decade, in my opinion, um, and is one of the best filmmakers out there without a doubt. Yeah, uh, he is doing his first English language movie, yeah, uh, The Truth, with or not English? It's French, right? French, yeah, French language, French film. language, not non-Japanese language movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deneuve, Juliette Binoche, Ludwig Seigneur, and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. Anytime no, there's no, beautiful, no. deeply appealing women around, Ethan Hawke just shows up, and they love him. And you got to sit there going, "God damn." <laughs> But, I mean, uh, we're in the black now. But, you know, today, I like you, but today still. I looked at the plot, you know, which is about Deneuve being this international well-known actress who is apparently a monster in real life trying to reconnect with her family. It sounds like the plot of uh, Hawk and Chick. So I'm oh, excited for that reason. <laughs> um, so it could be good. Uh, I mean, looking back at filmmakers who've made uh, the switch over to a different language, obviously Lanthimos has had a lot of success with that, but then there are always the, the Desplechens, uh, the Sitrapis with the voices and or uh, Kiristami uh, going to France and working with Binoche or Park Chan Wook. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there's lots of hey, I kind of like great filmmakers. That I like certified copy. Okay, or Wong uh, oh, Kar Wai, My yeah. Blueberry Nights, oh, one of the great no. disasters. Let's not talk. About oh yeah, exactly. One of the great awful movies of all or time. Or I'll say it right Ingmar this time. Bergman. I'll say it right this time. Park Chan Wook and uh, what's it called? The Jesus. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, the yeah uh, Stoker. Stoker. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, it's a so it's always a gamble. It's always a draw. And I want to say that the new Kyoshi Kurosawa movie is also something I'm clearly going to see. Although again, it's just with, Kur, uh, with Kurosawa, you never know which direction he's going to go in. 
Also, you liked Daguerreotype much more than I did. Mm -hmm. That was one where he wasn't working in his native language, and it Mm -hmm. felt like he, I don't know. It felt like, it felt good. It felt like he was pointed sort of in the right direction, but didn't get all the way there to me. Well, he's another filmmaker who's always interesting, even when he shoots and misses. And what's the name of the new Kiyoshi Kurosawa? It is To the Ends of the Earth. Okay. That's a great Kurosawa title for a first film. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's step one. It's good. Okay, Marcus. Oh, now, right. let's go with your solid bets. These are the ones that I might call your dependables. Yeah. Yeah, this this one was pretty easy. So first up, I just I have the Wasp Network. Uh, it's been documented on this podcast multiple times at this point that I'm just a Olivia Sayers fan. Even his like, even his like, I guess what people would call like nothing movies to me, I still can like turn on on like a weekend afternoon when I'm being lazy and just enjoy. Um, so yeah, he, he's there. There's not an Olivia Sayers movie that I dislike. It feels like he's been building towards a movie called The Wasp Network. I think, though, but this movie is going to be a lot more tame than the title. So just see, when you're someone like me who... Sorry for repeating myself, although it's been a while since I've been on here. But, like, Demon Lover, Boarding Gate, like, that kind of stuff. I, when I hear Wasp Network, I think espionage and pretty French women and, like, all kinds of double-crossing and stuff, but I don't think it's it's going to be that. But These, I'm, I'm like, pseudo-genre movies that are... Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, he's films. never worked with Penelope Cruz before, so that's Penelope interesting. Cruz. And um, Anna de Armas <coughs> is in the there. Best. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. killer oh cast. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. No, I just for the cast alone, I'm totally in on that. Yeah. And, and um, I'm always in on the new Assayas. Even though I was non-fiction, my reaction was like, you know what? I kind of don't care anymore about his rich white rich people yeah, problem yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still in. When yeah. that comes out, I'll see it. I hope, but also I hope with with you know with nonfiction, it's like, what else can you squeeze from that? You did summer hours. You did you know late August, early September. You, you did, did clouds like, of Sils Maria. Like what else? See, Clouds of Sils Maria, yeah, there's a Venn diagram crossover, but that's more one of those weirder movies, because that movie's quietly weird for a lot of reasons. Um, so I don't necessarily count that movie. That was also my favorite movie of 2015. See, I pushed that in um, with Personal Shopper, too. I think they're all sort Personal of on the same yeah. line. Even when they go a little weird, they're all yeah. the same sort of artistic. Fair Even enough, Something in the yeah, Air I mean, is, a movie something about, in the air is like a rich, a rich people. Woman, so, yeah. Something in the Air is a of rich people problem. I mean, it's about, well, Something in the Air is loosely about him. To some degree, anyway. Yeah, so. no shit. It drives me crazy when he criticizes Simonon at the end of it. Right. Like, who the fuck are you to criticize Simonon? Yeah. You've never yeah. done anything half as good <laughs> as a Simonon book. But I still like it. I enjoy yeah. SAS. Are you going to see that one, John? I will. I've just said, Belby Cruz and the Armist. I don't care who's directing it. I'm in. Yeah. Cool. But obviously, SAS, I will definitely like to see it. Awesome. What's your. Uh, uh, what's your Number two this is... This one is um, one that surprised me. I yeah, well, I, I, I'll explain. Um, Devil Between My Legs. Uh, it's Arturo Ripstein's um, uh, latest film. He's a, he's an older, artsy Mexican filmmaker who kind of... He's much older, but he's he's like the guy that like Amat Escalate, Carlos Rigatis kind of look up to that like... Oh. Huh. To some degree. Oh, yeah, they, they've mentioned him a lot. He's been making films for like a long time. But it just seemed like with Bleak Street, which came out a couple years ago, that got him a little more, at least in the art house lane, got him like 
finally a little bit recognized. And if, if for those of you listening, if you have not seen Bleak Street, please see it. It was one of my be- one of my top films of 2016. It's 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 a true story about these two uh, Mexican luchadors who were accidentally killed by this prostitute. Um, and the images, uh, oh, the trailer's out. So images, trailers. It's this beautiful black and white gritty look at Mexico. And it's also from a Mexican director, so I, I don't feel guilty or weird liking that because I always have a problem when it's not. And um, yeah, he's just this kind of veteran filmmaker who um, he did an interesting version of yeah. uh, Marquez's "Nobody Writes the Colonel." Yes. Okay, that's where I first. So heard that him. okay, so that's the thing. Bleak Street. I actually saw it in 2015, but it's technically 2016 release. I had never, I'd only heard of this guy because Carlos Regatas mentioned him a couple of times. Then I got into Amado Galate and he mentioned him a few times. I'm like, who is this guy? So I went back and tried to find as many of his movies as I can. I haven't seen everything, but yeah, yeah. That, and that's one. So he's someone, uh, he's, he's one of those like, one of the reasons why I love movies so much. It's like a late discovery filmmaker who's been doing it for a while. So um, well, I'm excited now yeah. too. Uh, the only thing I know about him is he was the AD on The Exterminating Angel. Oh, that, that's yeah, right. He, he, yeah, he was in that Bunuel circle. Yeah, he's been, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a minute. Yeah, I'm telling. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's an nice. interesting yeah, guy, very prolific guy who I've right. never seen a single one of his films. Even the Marquez uh, adaptation, I haven't seen. So that one's yeah. good. I've looked up the back one. It was like college or early high school. I I must have been. Cause that one must be like '99 or something. I, there were a bunch of Marquez adaptations from like the '90s that. I had to go out of my way to hunt down. There's what Chronicle of a Death Foretold with Rupert Everett, too. I remember it was another one that I had to, like, mm-hmm. pull my teeth out to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's cool. Glad you brought him up. You know, some of them. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, oh, so uh, number three, I don't have too much to say about it. It's Jojo Rabbit. I just, Taika Waititi's never made a bad movie. I don't know what well, to make of the hit. You've never seen Eagle versus Shark? <laughs> he made that? It's yeah, it's oh, fucking terrible. So then, no, you don't have to tell me because I saw it in the theater. Oh, <laughs> am I getting that right? Mind. He made that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Did well, he? I wouldn't say terrible. It's no. Yeah, it's, it's, I think he was terrible. finding his voice for a long time. No, that, this is, this that is movie my... was one of those residue of like Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. like yeah, well, backdraft of like let's make everything quirky, yellow and orange, and Sundancey. He was, oh, I didn't know. That's he the thing. He that. also Boy too when, when he made that. I mean, all those early films yeah. are very Although Boy much, is much better. Yeah, but yeah. but they're very much like finding his voice, like kind of straying into mm-hmm. Wes Anderson style cute, cutiness and stuff like that. And I always I think of those movies. He made that. Anytime Holy there's something shit. that his that comes out, Makes I sense. always think of those immediately first and think, ah, eh, we'll see. And I'm yeah. totally neglecting that his last three movies were fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. So yeah. I should, you know not be you know so critical yes his i mean i should be excited his last three are all great and hunt for the wilder people is certainly one of the best movies of the decade that is that has been my batting a thousand one hundred percent return when i recommend that to any it's one like you can't not like that movie I've recommended it to friends, family, and they always come. I watched Everyone it with, my, with my son, and yeah. then I watched it with my dad, who couldn't have much more opposite taste, and they both loved it. Yeah, I've always... Recently, I've been having this thing. I was like, I wish I could curate, like, a series of movies, like, not just for... Just, like, for fam... Like, true... Or, like, for, like, the whole young cinephile who you don't necessarily want to watch a Disney movie or a Pixar movie. Like, I... Recently, I've been watching Dottie Get Spanked a lot, and it's like... You could show this to an eight or nine year old, or like, um, and then Hunt for the Wilder People came up too. And I just think 
I think it's really important, like especially when you're like a young kid. It's nice to have options outside of like animated stuff, which is fine because there's some great animated. Movies. I'm not downing. Well, it's that, interesting it's, because you know. the the my son's mother is Colombian, and whatever the rating system down there is, it's nothing like ours. And everybody mm. down there watches movies that seem like they would not be. Uh, appropriate there's just not the stratification like something if it's pg-13 an eight-year-old will see it mm, you know right, what i mean right, right, if something's right, right, right. r-rated a 14 year old will see it sure and it's fascinating to not have those lines drawn as clearly as like this is for this age audience this is for this age audience this is for that age audience drawn in that way and see you know because he's just grown up he watches He's very self-regulating, and mm -hmm. if he seems says like I think this will be too scary for me, or I think this will be uh, uh, too gross or whatever, he won't want to watch it, you know. But so he sees an incredible variety of stuff that certainly I wasn't watching at his age, right? Because it was all just like watch fucking Lady and the Tramp and Oliver and Company or whatever. Yeah. Cats you, don't dance. Your son and your dad should have an Ebert and Siskel type show together since they have such opposite tastes. Uh. They don't necessarily have opposite <laughs> tastes, but different. But they are many years apart. Yes. In age. So there is that. Yes. My son, that I was telling book. you this, my son, he always wants to, because he goes through my video collection, I have like movie collection, and he's always asking to watch funny games and Visitor Q, because those are the two yeah. I won't describe to him <clears throat> yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. All the others, I'm like, I just don't want to talk about those movies with you. Yeah. So he's always like, we go watching Visitor Q, and I'm like, no, you're absolutely not watching yeah. Visitor yeah. Q. Yeah. Or Funny Games. Now I've gotten to with Funny Games, like, yeah, go ahead and watch it. If you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. No, has he? No, of course not. Okay, all right. Of course yeah. not. Yeah, Wilder People, Shadows, Ragnarok, he's on a roll. Yeah, so, yeah. I know. guess that's what I, I guess I shouldn't have said every movie, but yeah. He's, he's, he's had yeah. a good run. And this is so another far. one I know nothing about. I have not heard yeah. anything about You it. don't know nothing about this? Nothing about it. I know yeah. that you know people are you know talking about it, but I have been You don't it. know that it's the story of a little boy? No, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you're going to be in for a surise, John. Good. Jeff. I want to be, be surprised. Uh, Marcus, do you know That's okay? unbelievable. You know, right? What's that? You're doing okay? You know, no, I'm fine. Did you break it? Okay. No, I'm sure. So, yeah, so that's my three solid bets. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are very solid bets. I think all three of those. And ones I definitely would bet I will be seeing as well. Yeah, nice. they seem like they. I they also all seem like they would will probably be good, right? John, what are your three solid bets? Dependable bets. Uh, Atlantiques was the first one. Atlantiques. Atlantiques. The uh, Maddie Diop. Yes, yes. And I'm surprised when I uh, looked her up recently. She's been directing films for ten years now. She's, she's directed, got some good shorts. She's now on, on YouTube. she's yeah. now directed more films than she's starred in. Actually, wow. Yeah, um, well, I guess she's I the star of Thirty Five Rums, the Claire Denis movie, and she's, Simon Killer, Simon Killer, and uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, something. Dead air. What? That's she's really in all Bastards. I know. Oh, Fermi and Helene. She was in from. I saw that at the. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, she's kind of in Bastards. <laughs> But no, she's really become more of, of a filmmaker at this point than an actor. So yeah, uh, and this is a film set in Senegal. It seems like it's going to be like a kind of interesting drama. Uh, it's it's right, it's going up against lots of different things. So I'm definitely going to miss those to see it because I I like her and I think she's a really promising filmmaker. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like a pretty good movie. So she that ran, seems she, like she ran into some heat recently. So there's like <clears throat> there's like black film Twitter kind of who are like. And even that breaks off into multiple things. But she gave like an interview and she was just talking about race 
And she just simply stated the fact that she is biracial and that be, that can be a touchy subject sometimes. So a lot of like black folks on social media are like, oh, you think you're better than this? And it was just like, no, I'm just simply stating like one parent is black, one parent's white. Um, so yeah, a couple. Yeah, because it was at Con because this movie did really well at Con. And when mm-hmm. that came out, she oh, got a lot there of was, flack. But there was um, fucked up flack she got too of like, there was a she doesn't count as a black filmmaker for being in oh, that's with all, that. okay there yeah, was yeah, like so that fucked up said. flack she got too yeah, 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 that because yeah. she's biracial this doesn't really count yeah you know, kind right, right, of thing. right 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 yeah i'm sure if it was racial discourse happening on twitter it was very productive definitely. and even-handed <laughs> definitely well-informed definitely. generous Probably a lot of generosity of spirit in that conversation. Growth, learning, all that. Exactly. You took something of value away from it. Exactly. A lot of so, laughter, well, too. Even more <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but Mil Soleil's in particular was something that was really good that I really liked. Uh, excited for that one. The next one, uh, Wild Goose Lake. I'm excited for. I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Deo Yanan. Who's Deo Yanan? As the Let guy who made this, this movie. Go, you looked at it. Uh, but he made a great movie that I really like uh, called... Um, black coal, uh, thin ice. A uh, black coal, thin ice. Oh, I don't know that. Uh, I, I don't can know see that. it. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's a d- detective thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And I don't think he's made anything since then. I think this is his first film in a few years, like four years or something like that. Uh, and just because I like that one, this is another genre film. I definitely will be seeing it. And I think it's uh, it used to be on Netflix for a while. I think it's on Shutter. Uh, thin ice, black coal. But I, rec- I would recommend it. The original title, though translated correctly, is. Uh, Daylight Fireworks. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> those are both great titles. Yeah. <laughs> How does he have two great titles for his movie and Nicole Holofsen doesn't even have one for ten movies? <laughs> Don't you go. <laughs> uh, she so needs an that, intervention on her titles. That one I'm excited for, too. Um, Celine Sciamma's new film, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, is going to be it. She did Water Another Lilies, Marcus. Uh, oh, Water Lilies is good. Which I like. Uh, I never say it's all Tomboy. But, oh, that's uh, her. That's her. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have to adjust. Them. No, I like I love both of them, especially Water Lilies, and I like Tomboy too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do that sometimes. I don't pay attention to the director. Oh, I oh I want to see this. Uh, then I see she's keeping Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I see she's keeping with the same theme of all of her movies in uh, terms yeah. of like sexuality. And oh, whatever. sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. And this one has Valerina Colino in a supporting role. Who? Oh, damn. Even at her age, is a fantastic-looking woman, of course, and a wonderful, talented actress to boot. I mean, I guess this happens some hours. Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> damn. Yeah, and you're a huge Hot Shots fan, so that's part of the reason. Yes, you although, see although hot take, Hot Shots Part Two, even better. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just watched both of them. Speaking of stuff, I watch with my son. It really holds up. Oh, that's a good one. Martin Sheen cameo was very satisfying. So those are that's it, Chris. Those are the ones that I will. Those were your dependable, dependable bets. You really tore through them. I'm, I think they all sound like good selections. Marcus, let's move on to your wild cards. Right. These are the ones that could go either way. This, that you're seeing them maybe because they might be good, they might be bad, but they just sound listen. This bananas. this movie is the epitome of a wild card. It could go interesting and cool or it could be really offensive and racist and I'm very excited to see it. It's uh, Bertrand Bonello's latest movie, Zombie Child. Oh my god. Um, because it's so fucking bad. It's like um, on one hand it's like, okay, wow, French people are actually acknowledging that Haitian people exist. But it's also Bertrand Bonello and he's trying to be authentic with, with uh, 
Haitian zombieism, whatever whatever the term is, and I think that could just get really unintentionally racist and, and fucked up. Even there's certain, there's like things by the because essentially it's this like woman that this young white French girl something happens and she wants someone brought back to life and the new black girl in their like all girls school is this like Haitian girl and she knows voodoo. And so it's basically I'm the plot of the scary stories to tell in the dark movie. Kinda, yeah. So you, I, I, I'm gonna put the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I was gonna call Goonies meets Serpent in the Rainbow. <laughs> right. I'm gonna put this down. I don't think there, even in France, I don't think there's a bigger Bertrand Benin, Bertrand Benello fan than, than myself. I agree I think with I can that. Safely say that. I'd agree with that, and also, and but you are not a made... super fan either. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I would agree with that. You are his biggest fan. I'd also say you are not a super. No, fan. exactly, and that's what I'm saying. But he always does something. Even you know, like I did not like the the Yves Saint Laurent movie. Looked like people playing dress up, but um, isn't yeah. that appropriate for a movie about a movie about a fashion design? Dress up in a bad way, though, like little kids playing dress up. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Zombie Child is one of those movies where I'm like, oh, this could be terrible, or it could be interesting, interesting in a good way. I don't necessarily. The older I get, I don't like the term interesting, but. Still, this is something that's like... Um, it's oh. certainly something. That yeah. movie feels like there's no way it's not just, eh, that was fine. Yeah, it's going to be like, oh, why did you do that? I f- I, there's there's going to be a point in the movie... See, Bertrand Bonello, uh, we're very... Fr- he's, he's a nice guy. We're actually pretty friendly online. I don't want to... It's not like he's going to listen to this, but he's he comes off sometimes like a Vincent Cassell who, like, he doesn't necessarily get things and he feels like he can say the N-word... Like and like smirk and oh, not even smirk like with a big smile on his face. Hey, like, wait, no, it's cool if I say it, right? Like are, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you saying Bernan Bertrand Benello actually says the N word? No, no, no. I said he could. No, fuck no. But he seems like <laughs> okay, someone. Okay, I just want to be one hundred. No, clear. no, yeah, no. I was <laughs> no, I said he's like comes off like someone who like after making Zombie Child like he's down and 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 a good friend of mine, uh, Shaka King, filmmaker. After traveling the world with a couple of films, he there's a lot of filmmakers like that who like he he's had some horror some hilarious horror stories where filmmakers think they're cool with the American black culture or like black person and say the wrong thing. And z- z- uh, I think Zombie Child could be that. I and love I'm very your excited movies. Uh, kind of. Uh, they make me feel like I have a big black dick, huh? Yeah. That oh, kind man. of thing. Yo, Shaka showed Moulinians. It was some festival Moulinians in Europe. is so fucking good. And people, for the, he did a Q&A afterwards. And like the last two days he was at the festival, other filmmakers, actors, people would just come by. I'm like, hey, Moulinian. Like they would point at him oh and, say, and not God. get it. And not get yeah, it. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, 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 that happened to him. Just for the record, if you, it's Moulinians, it's got to be just available online. It's on tomorrow. YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on video watch for Moulinians. free. It's short. Less than it's five minutes. Incredibly yeah, fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will enjoy it. Um, all right, so enough of that. So number two is, so these next two are, I think, look, we're in Canada. I want to try to support Canadian filmmakers. <laughs> so the next one is um, Guest of Honor, the Adam McGoyan movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to, I don't know why I'm laughing. Well, he hasn't made Because his career has been laughable for 10 right. years now. Be nice, be nice. He's a very nice guy. I sat next to him during Shane. He's super nice. Because the last McGoyan film I saw there was Chloe. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The but, made for Skinamax direct Chloe. But I think I'm just attracted to this movie. It's just like a nostalgia thing. It's like Adam McGoin has older movies that I really love and like David Thewlis is in it. 
And I always associate... The villain from Wonder Woman? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I always associate him with naked, you know, and, and yeah. short and curlies, and life is I sweet. I associate him with Island um, of Dr. Moreau. That's true, he just is Just to in bring that. it back. So it's just like... That movie would probably end up being like, eh, like, wh- why? But... God, that's the perfect Adam McGoyan for this century. Yeah. Eh. eh. But, but I'm, 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 I'm eh. gonna, I'm gonna sit through it. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna sit through Even it. Even with Thulis, that's one that's like, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what the schedule's looking like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's a perfect, like, four days in, do mm-hmm. I go get lunch or do I watch this movie? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm scared of food now, so. Oh, no. I'll be watching a lot more movies. No more, no, no, no chicken hot dogs for me this year. I'm very sad. Um, and beef the, is the, way worse for E. coli. Stop eating beef. It's the, I, I, yeah. I will, the, oh. the beef supply chain is horrific. <laughs> um, don't eat beef yeah. ever. Don't, don't worry, I'm not. Yeah. And the, so the third movie is this uh, sh- this small movie. Uh, I, I watched the trailer for it. Not much happens. This movie called Murmur. It's about this woman. Uh, she gets a DUI. And some kind of community service that involves dogs, but it looks like a really tame, drab <laughs> kind of movie that I, I would like. So, and that's all I know about it, and that's all. And then what's it called? Into... Must love dogs and hate drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's the director on it? I don't know. It, it, it's like a first time fil- film. Yeah. Bill like, Ingvall, amazing. John, what's yours? Bill Ingvall. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, see anything about this film. I mean. No, didn't recognize an actor or a director or anything. So yeah. it just it just sounds like a good movie. It's a wild card. Yeah, it's a wild card. It seems like right something right I might be in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, yeah, and is it so. Canadian? Yeah. You are. You are <laughs> brave with industry. your Canadian selections. Support to me, every industry. single Canadian movie I've ever seen there is that David Boreanaz movie where he's like a trailer park dude cheating on three different women. That's every single Canadian movie stars David Boreanaz and has a sitcom well, plot. Oh, I guess you guys like Sarah Polly. I like Sarah Polly more than you guys. No, no, where are you coming up with that? Oh, I don't know. I just thought, oh, I guess I'm just basing a million stories. We tell how much I like that movie, and you guys don't like it as much as me. So I just it's assume. literally impossible to like that movie as much as you. I really, yeah. really like stories we tell. But I, I also, but what I was getting at is the we went. What was he in 2012? Um, what's it called? Played her second movie, away from her or take this waltz. Take this waltz. Take and this waltz a, is yeah. fucking and great. That, and, well, that's a Canadian movie, so. <clears throat> but it wasn't. And I played it tiff. Yeah, that's true, and it's yeah. very Canadian. Stories we tell played at Tiff also. The very first movie I ever saw at Toronto was Beowulf and Grendel, which he was in. Yeah, really? oh, yeah. Nice. We watched it <laughs> nice. trying just to see Sarah Polly and Beowulf and Grendel, and I walked out before she was on screen. I don't remember whether you. She's apparently not. she's like over her movies. Her. She's all about television. Mm-hmm. No, which is kind of sad, because I'm not a big TV guy. I want I want to see another movie from as her. As long as she's happy, I want Sarah Polly to be happy. So, so do I. Well, I think she's happy. happy. Yeah. I want her to smash the uh, corporatist patriarchy. Is what I want. <laughs> Let me back up one sec. No. Um, I, yeah, I'm back because I, I forgot to mention. Yes. Uh, maybe this would be my. Do I watch this? Do I go lunch? Um, Eli Solomon. Do you know his work? Yeah, Eli Solomon. Um, yeah, he's he's someone who I can't tell. Is like, is he great or is he? Just, just like knocking at the door, like. Or is he quite, the, you know, yeah, the of uh, the uh, Middle Eastern Roy Anderson? <laughs> exactly. Is the oh, Middle Eastern Roy Anderson's perfect? Yeah, Anderson's got a new. No, movie he's there. he's funnier than that. All of his movies, because they're made of like little vignettes and individual yeah. scenes, have individually brilliant scenes in them. Like Time to Leave has a ton of great stuff. In That's it. the thing about it. I feel like I really enjoy his films 
while I'm watching them, and then I feel like I don't take anything away well, from also, them. Also, all of them have, like, bad stuff. Like, the uh, is it, it's not in Time to Leave, it's the one before that that has, like, the Palestinian superhero lady yeah, in it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just like, oh my god, get this. this is so embarrassing. Yeah, so you know? he's always hard enough to crack, and he also has not done a film for a few years, and uh, unfortunately his semi-Hagar-sounding uh, title here, It Must Be Heaven, is the new film. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I guess I'm curious to check it out. Maybe. I, it's with him. He's, he's, a, he's kind of a wild card, too. Yeah. In terms of that. Um, should bring up that Gail Garcia Bernal is all over this goddamn episode. Did you know <laughs> this goddamn festival? Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. He's in, he's in this, uh, this movie. He's a cutie. He's a great looking man. He's, he's in Emma, the, the Lorraine film. Okay. He's in Wasp Network. He's, his direct, yeah. The movie he directed is going to be there. And he's in, it has three movies he's in and a movie that he yeah. he wrote and directed. Yeah. I would prefer if we just did a one-for-one one switch of him with Ethan Hawke. Can we make that happen? <laughs> Every movie be, Ethan Hawke's supposed to direct, yes. bang, instead I'm, we got for now. Get GGB instead. Exactly. <laughs> just flip. You're making some movie about a stolen car with Selena Gomez. It's not Ethan Hawke anymore. Bang, it's Bernal. I'm with it. I don't know if we can write that contract up. Nothing against Ethan Hawke, who's great and fine and totally um, okay, and I don't mind him anymore. The Burnt Orange Heresy is one of my wild cards. Yes. Um, I've been curious because this, yeah. is, this has been sitting around for a while. This is a book by the great uh, Charles Wilford that's been kind of knocking around for a while. Neil Boot was going to do it for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, a really good, good interesting book. He's dead to me. Uh, yeah. Um, and now it's actually going to be made by Giuseppe Capitondi. Capitondi. And now, did you see he made the Double Hour? The Double Hour is a very yeah. good movie, very yes. solid film, the and that also was quite a while ago. Yeah, the Double Hour is literally as good as a movie can be without seeming like it was made by a good filmmaker. It's literally as good as it can be without being like, now that's a talented filmmaker, mm-hmm. which is fascinating because it feels like obviously that's not getting credit for what he did on all of it. But it's like it, it should be completely disposable and it's incredibly solid. Yeah. And you come yeah. away from it like, I really like that movie. Yeah. Not, I can't wait to see his next one. You yeah. Know? Not there's a there's a filmmaker you go wow that was that was really good for I what it probably was. have not thought of him in the interval since yeah. then but seeing his name pop up again was interesting uh, I think of him a lot because I like both of those actors from double Hour. but uh, I, yeah I think um, just reading the plots enough so this it seems like they're changing a lot yeah so it seems like it might be a completely different story in the book it's about an art critic who is interested in finding this reclusive artist and just kind of finding out, if he's been doing art, you know, throughout the years, if he's done anything, and in this one, it sounds like they actually he's been he's a guy who's been hired to find the guy for like to like steal a painting or something like that, yeah. specifically. So it sounds, sounds a little bit different. So check it out and see how they do the Wilfred. I don't know. Yeah, that's one of the ones that I'm I'm bummed that I'm not going to the festival because I'm going to miss it. I would say that Color Out of Space, Deer Skin, that one, those are the ones that I go, oh. You know, what, what I'm, that would be nice to see those movies mm-hmm. in a week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, can't, I look forward to seeing them. Uh, Simple Women is one I picked because, have you heard about this one, Marcus? No. Uh, Lena Lowenson stars in it. Whoa, in a oh. movie called Simple Women? Playing, it's called Simple Women, and she's a, apparently, I, it's a kind of a vague plot oh, description. She plays yeah. an epileptic. She, she plays a, no, an a, a fictional version of herself, it sounds like. Whoa, really? So I don't know what the deal is with this movie. But in, I did read about it. She plays an incredibly yeah. nice person. <laughs> 
maybe a fictionalized version of herself, I said. So I'm guessing she's going to be not a nice person. And my last pick is uh, just uh, Knuckle City, South African yeah, crime I'm film. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that. From the director of uh, So the Winter to My Skin. And uh, hey, I'm with it. Sounds good. There's another um, Crazy World. It's one of the Midnight Madness movies. And I just love this plot description. A gang of child-snatching monsters make a fatal mistake when they kidnap the Waka Stars, a team of pint-sized kung fu yes. masters who soon turn their cunning wits and deadly skills upon their captors. It's playing, that, that, that plays during another... I wanted to see that, but it's playing during... But that sounds like there's, there's the Hong Kong action movie where that's like the same plot. What movie? I can't remember what it's called. It's like five kung fu kids get kidnapped and like yeah. fight their way out of it. I don't know. And it has the huge the like Australian dude as the Ernie bad guys. No, I'll look this up. This is one that Vern, that Vern Outlaw Vern reviewed. I love and so shit. I watched it for that. I think it's the same people who made who made chocolate. Oh, okay. Well, God damn, now that. I gotta look it up. This one did look cooler. Now I wanna watch Sidekicks with uh, <laughs> Let's wrap it up so we can watch some Sidekicks. Marcus, what film are you gonna avoid? Uh, the movie I'm avoiding is Dolomite. Um, so I really? have, uh, no, I have to go into a little something. So the biggest problem, putting aside Craig Brew's weird fascination with black people, uh, <clears throat> red flag, this movie, the, the movie is what the movie is about. It's about Rudy Ray Moore's like resurgence in the entertainment world as Dolomite. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, cause it de- obviously it's just going to mirror Eddie Murphy. Who's been MIA for a while, except doing his like weird reggae music. So it could have been a cool, like. It's about Eddie Murphy, but it's not kind of comeback story. But then when I watch the trailer, it's like Eddie Murphy's doing Eddie Murphy. Like, hey man, what's going on, man? And like Dolomite wasn't like Dolomite didn't act like that, and Rudy Ray Moore didn't talk like that either. And it's this weird like Eddie Murphy's doing a parody of himself in the seventies. So like before watching the trailer, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna give this a shot because. But then when I saw it. It's just Eddie Murphy doing various versions of himself, which I guess that's an Eddie Murphy thing to do. And that's not Rudy... Rudy Ray Moore was like a dirty, gross, nasty guy. Well, Dolomite was. And I just think it's, it's going to be kind of a... You know, was going to be a mess. You know what vibe I got from it? What's was that? Rage in Harlem. The, uh, from just him in it, where it's like almost cartoonish. In Harlem yeah, Nights. but a little too cartoonish. And uh, I Harlem, understand... Harlem, wait, Harlem, Harlem Nights. Nights. What what Richard Parage and Harlem. Rage in Harlem. Oh yeah. Oh, Rage in Harlem's a Forrest Whitaker movie. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. No, you're right. And 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 but that's not. Look, Dolomite was cartoonish, but it's not about. It's about him. So you can make it a little less colorful and corny looking. And I, I'm, I, yeah. I don't know. It's got a script though by uh, Alexander and Karaszewski, so I'm kind of excited for that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah no. So you're talking about who could do biopics, right? You know, I mean, Ed Wood and. Sure. Yeah. And uh, People versus Larry Flint, Man yeah. on the Moon. I will be honest. There's He's a one slot. of those people I, I, that I've got to say is really <clears throat> nice online and really generous. So I, you know, and seems to have good taste. So I feel like I'm a little suckered by being like internet friendly with somebody where I'm like, I'm excited for my name is Dolomite. Yeah. I just also full disclosure. There's a there's no conflict uh, with the time when Dolomite plays. So I actually may end up seeing it, but. I, it's just for, for for the sake of picking a movie for this category. I yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot, and it's like ah, it seems like a missed up up up, up opportunity. Um, yeah, so fair enough. That's fair all enough. I, have to, yeah. I originally chose Lucy in the Sky, mainly because uh, well, other it's than called the fact Lucy that it's called, that's called Lucy in the Sky for one <laughs> thing. 
but also that it's by Noah Hawley who does the um, Fargo TV show, which is terrible. Yeah, really. Wow, you're the first. I don't watch that show, he but you're really, the first person I've ever heard say that. The first season is fine. The second yeah. and third season. The second season suck. might be the worst season of television I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, oh, wow. it's fucking incompetently bad. Like it's just right. unbelievably terrible. And, and so many good actors, and there's so many people who are good in it that he just wastes their work. Oh yeah, uh, Woodbine is really good. And it, but yeah, uh, Dunst over... is phenomenal yeah, in Dunst it. Is just wasted. It. Yeah, but they just they have nothing to do at all. And uh, when he's doing his little Coen Brothers, you know, imitation, it's cute enough. But then anytime he goes even slightly off book, it's just like, what is this? What is this thing I'm watching? Um, the second half of it has no idea. I can't honestly say I'm going to miss this because Zazie Beats is in it. And I'm a huge Zazie Beats Who's fan. Who's Zazie now. Beats? She was Domino in Deadpool 2. Oh, Deadpool 2. Very enjoyable movie. Yeah. So. Oh, her from like from Atlanta. and Oh, she's also in Joker. Um, oh, is she in Joker too? Yeah. yeah so are you going yeah. to see Joker? I'll probably see Joker. Why not? No. Yeah, I'd like to see Joker. <laughs> I like Todd Phillips. I know it's not? dumb too, but I do. But I think what i got to go with here is The Two Popes. Fernando uh, Morales' new film with Jonathan Price. And Anthony Hopkins from the writer of the Am I gonna say on this? The writer of the Theory of Everything, Darkest Hour, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my god. The deck could not be you more stacked against this you movie. You could not pay me. Literally the only <laughs> bright spot is Jonathan Price. That is that is literally the only bright spot there. But is the plot of the it movie that, that he's since... that one of the popes is trying to cause disasters around the world in, uh, in order to raise the price of the stock of the newspaper he owns. Well, it's funny that you're saying that because uh, this was originally called The Pope and it had a title change to The Two Popes. Was it with Pope movies? The Pope must have, die it. They have to keep changing the title. of the, No title is good enough for a movie about popes, apparently. And uh, Morales is a guy who got really, you probably remember, got really toted like back with City of God came out. People yeah, were talking about yeah, him being the great yeah. next greatest thing. And nobody was, liked any of his other movies. Right, the Constant Gardener, Blindness, and Three Sixty. Nobody liked those. Constant Gardener is fine. It's fine, okay. but I mean, they all have this like air of importance to them. You guys, the other two fine. suck. Yeah, and Blindness like came, definitely, I think, had all of the like we're going to win all the awards importance behind it, and it was like nobody gave a shit. Right, yeah. everyone was like polite. Everyone responded to it like they bad. didn't know. How? What to say? Like, oh, when yeah. somebody who's supposed to be good was, makes a movie that bad, it was like everyone Another expected to Garcia be in that movie. He really yeah. is all over this. <laughs> it's all over the goddamn place. Um, I couldn't stop. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't stop. I know, I'm not trying to get off track. He's just constantly stop. gardening. I couldn't stop laughing at blindness because just the way Garcia, Gael Garcia Bernal kept like waving the gun, or you know, because he was blind. It just made me in the theater and people getting. I wasn't obnoxious, but so it, but it annoyed some. It, 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 it annoyed some people when I was in the theater. It's, it's just the kind of movie that. Which we talking about again? Hmm? Blindness. Blind, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that, it felt like everyone was ready. Like everyone had pre-written their rave reviews of that film. Yeah, yeah. And then when it yes, came it out, did. they were like, "Yes, it did." What do I do here with yep. this? Like they were confused and didn't yep. even know what to say about. Yep. It. No one wanted to say it was terrible. I mean, it was terrible, but everyone wanted to say. It's got something going yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's his version of you know the uh, Inurito movie Beautiful, where it's just yes. like where people are like, you know what, let's just move <laughs> on to the next thing. Career <laughs> slump. Well, before we wrap things up, if it's okay, Mark just want to throw a few more out at you to see what you think. Um, one I think we want to miss just for time slot is uh, the new pair, Frankie. Uh, made by Iris Sachs. I missed that one. Yeah, but Iris Sachs stinks. I don't care about Iris Sachs. It's supposed to be a. Is that the one that's the Romer homage? 
Oh, I don't know. It's there's some movie I just saw a bunch of stills for, and I think it's that one. And it, it it's just like somebody ripping off that like you know that that idea of what a Romer shot is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, two people in the middle of a frame that's sort of like I don't know about that. I, I, I know I've gone to like every Iris Sachs movie thinking, oh, this is gonna be really good. This sounds like a good movie that I'd be into, and then at the end being like, eh. Yeah, no, filmmakers like that are like, it's fine when he made a couple movies. It's an outrage that he keeps to get keeps to get making movies. Mm-hmm. He should be stopped. He is not good enough at doing it. He should not be allowed to do it anymore. Really, I maybe that's on my list of like avoided at all costs. But he's just one of those filmmakers that's just like, how does this guy stay afloat year after year? He doesn't have any talent. Knock yeah. it off. Stop giving him money. I know, but we know with the Huppert movie, it's 50% Huppert automatically. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. But he doesn't deserve that. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't deserve That's it. all it takes is put Huppert in your movie and now i got to be nice to it? No, uh, sorry. The Savdy Brothers movie, uh, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested I'm, in that. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did, I, did um, you like Good Times? I did. Uh, just for whatever weird good time. personal reasons I don't want to get into, I, I did not want to like that movie. And then I like it a lot. I'm all, I'm always going to be partial to uh, movies about set in Queens. Um, and yeah, the I, I I I did. Oh well, one of the reasons I don't like any of the other movies. So I think that I, I, so that's, yeah. that's the one reason that that's can get how, into. I'm the exact I, I it dislike kills all me to admit movies. that Good Time is good. Yeah, kills yeah. me. Especially that previous one. Because what's crazy is the the previous. What, what's the drug movie? The yeah, yeah, yeah. The, where the girls like trying to get yeah. off. Hand. That's the movie. That, like that's the movie that people love. Like, well, that's the one that I'm like. And it's so that's phony. The movie that got it's them? as phony as a three dollar bill. Yeah. God, I yeah. hate their other movies. Yeah, yeah that's another is. Patterson film recently that. Yeah. Really. Uh, I think I think when I think the lighthouse might be the last gas if because after that he's doing this Nolan movie then he's, he's Batman, Batman. I think movie, he's yeah. you know so. Yeah. We'll get to see him in Charlie's Angels and some submarine movie. Wait, what? Do you feel like because that's what Kristen Stewart's doing now? Oh, do you right, feel yeah. like they used their the art house to uh, rehabilitate their careers as actual actors and now are just going to make ridiculous I used, stuff? I used to think that, but they they've been doing it for years, so it's like and now they've both gotten and, and their I, big breakthroughs <coughs> recently. They both started doing big franchises. Yeah, but it's almost like did they need to? They could have just gone from Twilight to other big stuff. Could they have? Well, I feel yeah, like what yeah, happened to Taylor Lautner. <clears throat> Who's that? The other guy from Twilight who was as oh, big him, a star him, as they him, was, him, who him. didn't do art house stuff, <clears throat> who went straight to like uh, rest abducted. In rest in peace, rest in peace exactly. John Singleton. Exactly. <laughs> who went straight to like uh, other doing, who did what you're suggesting. It's a good they point. It's a good point. They had to grow up and they decided to yeah. grow up through growing up films. No, I like both of them. I'm just being devil's advocate here. No, it's interesting. I, I, it's they both done a lot of great work. Yeah, I mean, to survive, as, I obviously to survive in Hollywood, you know, myself. to have a career as a bankable actor, you got to do some stuff. But I like to think it's maybe 50-50. Maybe he actually loves Claire Denis and love, really wanted to work he with her. Must. You know, I don't know I, how you But we also can't forget, to, but there's also like, in between the like post-Twilight to like Lighthouse stuff. He's done some. He, what was that movie he did? Uh, the circus movie or Christoph Waltz? Oh yeah, yeah. And then he also did that movie like Chris Pierce Brosnan was his rich dad and they didn't get along. Like so, he's done some Wait, crap. What one is that? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember the name of it. Were there elephants in that one too? No. Water for my elephants. What <laughs> no. was the name of that movie? Yeah, it's something like that. Huh. Those motherfucking elephants. Those motherfuckers. 
I would like to think Kristen Stewart is not. It was called The not. Elephant Pope, but they had to change the title. <laughs> I would like to think Kristen Stewart is not the Chloe Morenz character from uh, Sills Marie. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. But she's the Kristen Stewart character. Anyway, uh, what else we got, guys? Um, This is a good slate of movies. I'm excited. John, John yeah. as you know, the first weekend of TIFF every year is the opening weekend of NFL football. The over/under on the Eagles this year is nine. Are you going over or under? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go under. You're gonna go under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who are they playing? I don't even know. No, 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 no. The <laughs> over/under on the season. They're gonna have nine wins, more or oh, less. Oh, well, talking about wins. I thought you were talking about the spread. Um, no, over for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard over. Hard over. Good. Yes. Good. I agree with that. <laughs> what about the Browns? And though? they play on Who have Sunday, an over and under of eight. There, there are no things uh, run up against it. What? The Browns have an over under of eight. That's crazy. Who said that? Mm, uh, that's what it is. They got the real <laughs> team this year. I'm going over. Okay, I'll go under. Marcus. <laughs> yes. Uh, what John, is do you some... mind if I watch wrestling in the room? Uh, do I mind? <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, He gets Wednesday. pretty worked up. I hate wrestling he may, so he, much. He may try and give you a DDT. No, a Cripple Creek Ferry. <laughs> I can't speak. I can't speak yeah. for the other uh, B and B patrons, but I will have no problem with that. He'll cool. just start cool. hitting you with pillows and screaming, screaming about how much he loves Roman Reigns. I was excited for He's that. He's a Roman Reigns super festival. fan. Did you know that? I did know that. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> He's I got. I hate the guy. Yeah, he tweets about it constantly. Bullet Club, yay or nay? Oh, yay! All day, Bullet Club. <laughs> Hey Chris, what will you be doing while we're at Toronto this year? I'm going to be uh, watching, uh, you know, uh, old episodes of Mythbusters. <laughs> I'm going to probably be uh, sleeping late on the weekends, watching some NFL-style football. Mm-hmm. Every single game, I won't have to stop. And then I'll, uh, I'll go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> Cut to clue music. Marcus, thank you for being on the show. As always, Anytime. talking about this. Always. I am I made the wrong decision not to come up with you guys this year and regret it eternally. You guys ever when you guys are back in Queens, you know, we, there's also right behind you is that whole lounge for the resident record in there. Anytime you guys wanna Marcus place to record. We're still recording right here. This is we gotta do an outro. Oh, okay. No, I'm just <laughs> letting you know for the next time you were telling everybody now. We gotta okay. that Marcus got a lounge. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. In there. Thank you so much for this, and let's. I hopefully we'll be up for a follow-up maybe after. Oh, of course, of course, of course. At some point, we can let everyone know just how good the two popes is. Yeah, (laughs) and our categories will be nailed it, blew it, jury's out. There we go. What about hated it? No, hated it. Just it's on your predictions. Did you nail your prediction? Did you blow your prediction? Or is the jury still out? So be thinking through that matrix okay. that I just made up. All right. Be thinking about the matrix too while you're in there. Can't do it. Like red pill or blue pill, Can't do all it. day, every day. Can't do it. Are you gonna open your eyes or not? Thank you. Have a good night, everybody.